Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 125. I had a chat with a guy called Russell Self. He's a poet and a musician. He plays, uh, often plays slide guitar, resonator guitar, and he came round to my house with his one of his resonator guitars and his trusty slide, and he did a few duets with my dog, Bowie, who uh, who really took a shine to, to Russell's music and wanted to join in, so you might hear some of that in the recording. Um, Russell's a guy I've known for 20-odd years, years. Uh, he's an English guy but he's lived in New Zealand for over a quarter of a century. Uh, we met uh, when I worked in a record store here to remind me of that actually. I thought we met at an open mic night. We must have done that too. Um, and uh, he's just a guy I've always seen around performing and, and known and known about and I was interested to get his story. Uh, he grew up in the UK and was sort of part of the folk club scene there or wanting to be and uh, through a succession of day jobs and, and a lot of meandering he found himself to New Zealand where he He's um, been doing performing on and off across the years, and he sort of uh, writes and recites poetry. You'll hear some of that throughout the talk, and uh, that, that that forms part of the banter of his shows. Uh, he did release a CD a few years ago called Rhyming Stuff. Um, I think he's got aims to to uh, to maybe record again and certainly to play a lot more shows. And uh, yeah, it was fun reconnecting with Russell and hearing hearing about his story and his sort of different influences, his sets of influences from uh, from his time abroad and man, I, I got jealous at one point when he started telling me all the shows he'd seen people like Randy Newman and the Kinks and all these things that you'd, you'd never get to see in New Zealand so um, yeah, this was a fun conversation and I hope you enjoy it, this is me talking with Wellington based poet and musician Russell Self How about that, a howling, yeah. a howling dog duet uh, A mate of mine had a dog he got, got the dog special, he called it Muddy <laughs> And he wanted to sit there and howl while he played. Yeah. First off, we get Look at the, that. We get yeah. Bowie. And when you, <laughs> when you get a dog that you don't want to sit there and howl, they do, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like people. <laughs> um, so we want to talk about, I want to talk about all sorts of things with you, but what I usually do with, um, whenever I talk to someone is, I, I guess I try and sort of place how I know them if if I ha- you know if I'm not meeting them for the first time, and I, I was I've been trying to think about when and how we first met, and I feel like it was nearly twenty years ago or so. At, I remember. At, oh, you do good. Yeah. Well, you can tell me. I was going to say, was it at some sort of open mic type? No. Nah. No. Okay. No. Nah. All right. You had a, you had a job. Oh, okay. S- sound was it? Music store. Tandy's Music store. one of the yeah something yeah, like that. You, CD, yeah. Uh, no, no, not Tandy's. Okay. Uh, uh, CD a, store. A record shop. Yeah, yeah, CD yeah. CD store. Yep. Was, yeah, CDs were out then. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. You, okay. You the counter, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. Met. I met a lot of people that way. That's right. Yeah. But because I, I do recall um, you coming up Dixon to Street. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you coming to I think the space. In Newtown for yes. some sort of, I think we, I, I think for a while I was running a, an open mic poetry type thing. Okay. And I feel like you came up there and played a couple of songs and did a couple of poems. And so I must have, yeah, I must have already met you just before that. But yeah. that, that, that would have been around about the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. No, now you bring it up, I do remember you coming into the store as yeah. well. So, um, well, let's work backwards from there yeah. and then and then and then find our way back forwards from there so when when did you come to New Zealand you, well you told me just before we started recording yeah, that. so 90, you not you were here in 93 yeah okay so what was happening before yeah. that where'd you grow up oh grow up that, that's way back if I grew up yeah yeah um born in 52 yeah and the first music I was ever interested in and think about this was skiffle yeah 
and like punk music, like punk, it was um, punk music, grandiose title. Um, it was stuff you could do at home. Yeah. It was homemade stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apart from the fact I didn't have a guitar, I was six years old for crying out loud. Yeah. And I wanted a guitar, but I was having piano lessons because my mum's side of the family, my, my granddad, he played in orchestras and he was a um, engineer, full-time job. Yeah, yeah. So I was always told you didn't need a full-time job, but it's great to play music. And here, you know, we're going to teach you how to play music. Yeah. So I had piano lessons, how to read, and things like this. Like yeah. I didn't want to read, just sit down yeah. the piano and learn how to read music. I wanted a guitar. And, uh, yeah, basically, we just... Um, you got to do things properly. Yeah. You've got to read music. Yeah. So that's didn't really take to it. <laughs> got a guitar when I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tore up the roll book, ignored it. Ignored it. Yeah. Rather than tore it up. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Bought this piece of shit guitar from yeah. my brother who'd gone to university, come back. Yeah. With this guitar. Yeah. And you couldn't get past first position. It had a concave neck. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a Mayfair. Yeah, I remember. yeah. Remember? Yeah. Had a tailpiece. Mm. But it looked like a classical guitar. It had steel strings and shouldn't mm. have had, you know. It was just it bent and things like that. Mm. But it was a guitar. Mm. The you mentioned skiffle, the skiffle boom. Well, you're obviously talking about that was mm. right when that was mm. happening, right? Like late fifties, early sixties in England. Yeah. Yeah. Was this fairly short-lived but pretty From pretty huge early fifties actually? Yeah, right. I've just read a book. I really, really recommend it to you. Yeah. Called uh, Roots, Radicals, and Rockers. Oh yeah, yeah. By Billy Bragg. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. A, I haven't read it, but I'm aware I of it. I really, yeah. really recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone. Yeah. It's it's it's. Because and, and the subtitle is of it is how Skiffle changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, George Harrison mm. went to see. Um, the man, uh, um, Lonnie Donegan. Lonnie Donegan. Yeah. When he played seven days, or he played a week yeah. in Liverpool. Yeah. Bought himself a guitar after that. Then his mate Paul McCartney bought one, and Paul yeah. McCartney met John Lennon playing in a skiffle band. Yeah, yeah. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and everyone, Jimmy Page, yeah. started playing skiffle. Yeah. Everyone, and they had skiffle competitions all the way around. Yeah. Mark Knopfler was a massive Lonnie Donegan fan. Was he? Yep. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, me too. I just yeah. love... Read the book. I'm not going yeah. to bad mouth. No, um, Billy, Billy Bragg can write too, of course. Mm, you know, can thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I'm really um, sur yeah. surprised. I was just taken aback. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It's a page turner. You yeah. just can't stop reading it. No, I've heard nothing but good things about that book. Yeah. I, you know, I am aware of it. Um, and uh, as I say, he's... 28 I've, bucks, Unity. Yeah. Yeah, I've read one of those. There's, there's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> there's the plug. So, okay, so what was going on for you pre pre New Zealand? So whereabouts in England? Did you move around or were you? Yeah, in... yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, crap time at school. Yeah. We uh, moved when I was about twelve to this one horse town. I'll mention it. I hate the town, Royston. I, right. The last time I was there, I got beaten up. Had a few drinks yeah. with a guy I knew from school, and I was toddling off home. Pissed out my tummy, yeah, yeah, and past the past, past the graveyard, and all I remember is 
someone saying the so-and-so has had enough now leave the so-and-so alone and then got rammed into some railings mm. so I got beaten up first then rammed in someone called an ambulance um, I've still got a fuzzy head and that was back in 19, no 2008 yeah um, yeah Royston so leave it off your oh. leave it off your travel oh, don't, itinerary don't go there it's yeah. crossroads yeah leave yeah. it or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah their claim to fame, the one claim to fame was uh, Dick Turpin stopped there on his way down to London <laughs> right. after robbing the stagecoach in Bork. <laughs> there so, you go. So school wasn't a lot of fun for no, you? No. You weren't left, interested in it? Left or? nothing. I, I didn't make great friends. Mm. Um, it wasn't interested in me. I wasn't interested in it. I wanted to go to Cambridge Tech, just down the road from Cambridge. Mm. Um... It's Royston is mentioned in the um, Roots, Radicals and Rockers. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I won't yeah. say how and why. Yeah. Um, and my dad said, well, you can do very well at school. Uh, what makes you think you're going to do well at tech? Um, spend another year at school. Mm. Completely missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a guitar by then and I started playing. What started going, they opened up a folk club. Mm. And f like folk club was went on from skiffle music. Mm. It really was a lead into it. It's homemade music. Um, for me, it was um, music without airs and graces. Often on a flat four floor or, or on a stage, a very mm. m minor stage, and people got up and sang. I thought I could be part of that. I really want to be part of that. And left home. Went down to Ilfracombe with a mate in, in Devon. And another guy I met there who could play the guitar, who taught me how to claw hammer the guitar. Mm. Um, he also said, said, well, you want to get there and play? Get up there and play. Next Friday, you're up. I said, no. He said, no, no, you get up there and play. He said, practice three numbers. Mm. So I did. He said, on a Friday, don't practice. Just play them through once get up there and play and so I uh, did that hold on excuse me and uh, the guy who got up before me played one of my numbers <laughs> so I only had two then <laughs> believe me I only had two so I played the two <sighs> frozen to the spot yeah and uh, sat down had a drink the next week, I got up before him and played three. <laughs> the look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the number that I played that he had played was... Um... No, I can't remember. It, it, was, it was normally in there. Yeah. yeah. He, um, people often talk about um, one of two distinct situations either being so put off by performing once that they have to go away and rethink it for a while or mm. being instantly bitten by the bug and they can't wait to get back up there again did you fall into I mean obviously you, you went back so but I know, did you fall into one of those categories I knew I needed to yeah it was need yeah yeah, yeah. And want. okay yeah and I was still scared yeah I, I was yeah. still um, yeah and my mama was used to say um stage fright is good Mm. It's what gives you the kick. Means you care. It yeah. means you care. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't yeah. worry about it. So I didn't. Well, I worried about it. Yeah. But uh, my mum got cancer. 
and I couldn't stay in Ilfracombe. I was invited. I was asked back to look after my brother and sister while my mm. mum was in hospital mm. and my dad was at work and my elder brother was at university or whatever and, mm. and I was the one who was perceived to have not much of a grasp on life and go back and look after the kids. <laughs> right. But how old? Uh, 20. Yeah. 18, 20, yeah. something yeah. in between yeah. those ages. Yeah. Yeah. 20. 20, 21, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did. Um, and I went to the local folk club then. And, and as it wasn't structured exactly the same way as the previous folk club, mm. I was put off. The, the, um, and I sort of said, no, I don't want to go in there. No, I want to go in there. And it was made out that I, I made a, you know, he's going to change it and put on straight after, straight in front of the main act, mm. um, which wasn't anyway. So I, I um, kept... What did it for me, actually, what got rid of a lot of my stage fright mm. was teaching. Mm. I taught English as a foreign language in France. Mm. I was busking in France and I was still really, really scared while I was busking. Mm. Um, and a mate of mine got me down to the local the school that he was working at. I played songs for these uh, students of English, mm. and which I did do. Then I was... Um, then I watched someone teach two afternoons a week. Mm. She got the sack for being drunk and insulting students, and I took over her job. And uh, an, uh, another class as well. All of a sudden, I was working nine o'clock Monday morning with four students. Mm. And I was scared shitless and went on being really, really scared. Mm. Um, but. Then I got a, a, a gig at a, an Irish bar and I, um, after the job, the mm. job lasted about a year and a half mm. and then I, I got the, this gig and all of a sudden I could do it. Mm. If I could teach, mm. if I could get up in front of people teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I rolled in an hour late once teaching, a uh, bit pissed. You know, yeah. and you suddenly, well, I suddenly realised it didn't matter. Yeah. You get up on stage and yeah. it doesn't matter. You'll yeah. live through it. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Because mm. before that, I was ready to die. Mm. <laughs> I thought it could kill me. Mm. Mm. And then you realise it doesn't. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So hell, that's mm. what got me playing, really. Mm. Mm. So, so you kind of had a few goes at it before... Quite a long time. Yeah, I was yeah. thirty by this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you don't. You're not. You don't put the guitar away for a long period of time. No. At any of that point, you're always. No. That's you're always no. working yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you have this urge, this desire mm. to get good at it, to and get good at it. I wanted. To, I wanted to work the folk clubs. Yeah. I could see this. Yeah. Opportunity mm. to get up and not have a day job mm. and get up there and play songs because these guys did. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that they were good, and that they interacted with the audience. I thought, if I could, if only I could do that. Mm. 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 And so, what were you taking as um, as 
inspiration for that. Yeah, yeah. What were you reading and listening to or, you know, thinking about who was inspiring you that this was... Woody Guthrie was the first album I bought. Mm. Apart from that, I was given... I was lent and didn't give back, actually. Uh, Naughty me. Um, (laughs) Animal tracks. Oh, yeah. yeah, The animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was really into the kinks. Mm. Ray Davis. Mm. Love his songwriting. And I didn't get into Dylan till ages, but once I fell into Dylan, I thought, why haven't you been listening to Dylan, man? Yeah. His... That's poetry. That is gorgeous. That is so fantastic. As... Ray Davis. Yeah, you know, yeah. Da, da, that's out of work and got no money. Mm. Sandy joined a bread and honey. That's going for it. Mm. I think one of the very, very... Some of the Beatles stuff, some of it... But the Beatles was always there. Mm. You, I personally disregarded it because mm, mm. it was always there. It was just yeah, part you of can't life. avoid it. It's, and, yeah. yeah. And, but one of the f- only singles I bought was All You Need Is Love. Mm. Nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Nothing you can say but you know how to feel inside. Mm. It's easy. Wow! Mm. That's just fantastic. Mm. Mm. That, that, that drove me. Mm. Stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the kinks, I mean, raise mm. the, 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 the kind of great... English mm. songwriter, mm. English poet mm. as as songwriter, isn't he? Mm. You know, I mean, there you know, there's some... there's a poetry to a lot of what the Beatles put down, but it's 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 more universal. But like... The Beatles were influenced by existentialists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a beat poets. Yeah. I wonder who modern songwriters are, where they get their ideas from. Uh, Instagram, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's. No, they were artists. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. There was, there's a great interview with, with uh, George Harrison and Ringo mm. but, with, by um, Parkinson. Mm. And he said to them, he said, uh, so, what are you supposed to be doing if it hadn't kicked off? And Ringo, straight yeah. in there, oh, I'll be up there on stage behind the stripper. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the drums. Yeah. I'm a drummer. Yeah. A couple of seconds later, George goes, well, yeah, yeah, I'll be up there too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Ringo... He just knew. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was a drummer. Yeah. yeah. So he was going to find his gig. His, any gig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. performer and he, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that it's like... The Beatles as well. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, Ringo's... Uh, um, Paul's left-handed. Yeah. Well, so's Ringo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got the rhythm section of the Beatles. They're yeah. both left-handed. Yeah. That counts for something. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that's music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ringo's a fascinating um, drummer to study because he's, you know, he's got this completely unique approach to playing yeah you know he's a he's a left-hander but he plays a right-handed kick he so he crosses his hands when he does fills he leads with it you know it's quite awkward to replicate yes and when he plays drum fills he always leaves the bass drum out completely oh does he and when you when you know that and you know to listen for that you can hear it and you can feel it you can you can notice so you know i always I was thinking oh, he oh. actually he plays um, the drums a lot like a percussionist rather than a drummer. Like if you listen to I think like um, Hey Jude is a really okay. great Hey Jude is a really great example of the tambourine yes. actually sounds like 
the drums yes. and the drums sound like percussion rather than drums. You know, he's doing these big Hatred. fills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's okay. several examples of it. You okay. know, I was um, listening to the White Album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. They're doing a big. Um, they're doing a big reissue of that later this year with like re- lots of stuff. You know, lots of extras. Okay. So that'll be interesting. The White yeah, Album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Hopefully, it's not too many. I love that. Why don't we do it oh, in yeah. the road? Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's really watching us. <laughs> yeah. Well, McCartney's great when he just remembers to yes. be a kick-ass rocker, right? Yeah. Like, because that's Absolutely. really what it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, he's a, a wonderful tunesmith. Yeah. But, but he's a great rock and roller, you know. Yeah. And Rocky Raccoon's on there. Yeah. yeah. What a great story. Yeah. She called herself Lil. You know. Yeah. yeah. Her name was McGill. She called herself <laughs> Lil, but everyone knew her as Nancy. <laughs> She and her man who called himself Dan. <laughs> he you was can, on a roll. You, you know. can kind of see why people hate him when you listen to stuff like that, but I think it's fantastic. Oh, no, I, love I, love, I love that I song. Love yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's um, you know, uh, he, it's, I guess one of his big crimes is, you know, he, he knows before anyone else when he's being clever, you yeah. know, I think. And yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people love to hang on to the idea of, of, of Lennon as the, the pure poet, the guy who really meant it. And, re- and, and I don't, you know, much as he did much some amazing was. stuff and was, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. he was also a bit of a cynical jerk and a Total lot of, you know, jerk. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a jerk. Yeah. I take that back. Yeah. Defensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brought yeah. it by his auntie. Yeah. His mum and dad said, who do you want to be with? Mm. Me, and he went with his dad and then ran back to his mum. Mm, mm. You know, all that. Was, his and, his and childhood was... Yeah. And for, you know, for you know, yes, in the early days, you know, he, he was the leader of the group mm. and rah, rah, rah. But certainly in the last three or four years, it was Paul that did all the heavy lifting. You know, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. John was a junkie. Okay. You know, John was yeah, yeah. A, a mess and couldn't be fucked okay. contributing, you know. And sure, you know, still trotted out, you know. Anyone who's going to write something like Strawberry Fields or whatever, it's, you know, you, can, you can't say they're fully <laughs> fully tapped. They've still clearly got lots of talent. Mm, but mm, but mm. those final albums, it's Paul doing all the, you know, okay. from Sergeant Pepper's on, yeah, it's yeah, Paul yeah. doing the heavy lifting. Well, like, I did hear that, that, that Paul played quite a bit of the drums on that. Yeah. And also a fair bit of the lead guitar on that. He certainly played a lot of the lead guitar. The the drum thing, I think, is a little bit overstated. Okay. He definitely, I mean, he, you can hear Paul, you can tell when Paul's playing the drums, you know, like back in the USSR as, uh, as one where he's on the kit. Okay. You know, he's he's a decent, I like I like his drum playing, he's a yeah, decent yeah. drummer and, um, you know, and uh, Ballad of John and Yoko is one where it's just Paul and John, there's no, the other uh, two aren't on the track at all and stuff like I mean, that. I don't know who it was, but some journalist fed, just fed John a line, basically. Yeah. What else could he come out with, with, but what he said? Yeah. He said, so, is Ringo the best drummer in the world then? Yeah, said, yeah, He's yeah. the best this, that and the other in the world. He said, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean it. Yeah, he yeah. just, you're going to feed me a line like that, I'll give you something back. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what else is, uh, so, you, yeah. So the, I mean, Things like that, uh, uh, Tom Waits I yeah, discovered in the yeah. 70s. Uh, sorry, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, love, yeah. love, love, yeah. loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, no. I was just going to say. So, so what? Uh, you know, how how does this stuff translate to the the folk clubs? Because everything you're mentioning there, I guess, it's obviously Woody and 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 Dylan relates. But when you go to Kinks and Beatles and stuff like, yes, you can see uh, how how balladry and 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 folk and minstrel stuff all contributed to that sound but you're actually talking plugged in big 
you know, pop band stuff. How did uh, how did you how did it equate to you, like to what you were trying to do? I mean, were you? I wasn't trying to be a folk singer. No, 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 no. I get that, but were you? Were you? mostly and always a solo performer or did you hook up with other people and play in bands as well or I was in I was in a jug band and then I left the area and didn't wasn't in a jug band before. yeah I've had occasional duets and things yeah I almost said the name tells you everything <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've moved around a bit yeah yeah I went to Paris um yeah, why was that? You you mentioned teaching and busking and stuff. I there. went to the south of France and picked grapes and got in a car crash after a week and smashed my arm. Uh, double break. Wow, yeah. The arm. So ended up back in Bristol. I was living in Bristol at the time. Mm. Um, but I met, met this woman in Paris, mm. so I went back to Paris and lived with her. Worked in a kitchen for a while. Mm. Um, took her to see the Kinks uh, on the day that Lennon got murdered. Wow! Got I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. Got back and John Lennon been shot. What do you mean, John Lennon shot? Crying out loud! I know he's a bit of a pain sometimes, but you can't shoot the guy. Yeah. Assholes. Um. Yeah. Where were you when Lennon got shot? Anyway, um, and I was busking by then. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just really... With someone at the time, and then I, I met a Canadian, and we, we gelled for some reason. Yeah. Our styles gelled, our voices, we harmonised just bang, spot on. Yeah. And we travelled around with Scandinavia together and came back, he... Then he moved to Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> he, and uh, then I started teaching. Yeah. And like I said, that really yeah, helped yeah. me get yeah. on stage and things. Yeah. And about that time I heard Tom Waits as well. Yeah. Uh, and others. And I didn't... When the job fell through after about a year and a half, that's when I wrote my first song. I hadn't even written a song. Yeah, right, right. Okay, okay. so you were just a... Doing other just a stuff. covers guy. Just a covers. Know, just, yeah. Yeah, blues and folk and things like yeah. this. Uh, I was thinking about folk clubs mm. in the six, late 60s, 70s mm. and stuff. And almost anything was accepted. If you could connect with the audience and they wanted you to play, that's what it was. It wasn't... And I think here in New Zealand it was folk music. Mm. Not in England. Because we had that tradition of music halls and things. Mm. And so anything could get... Jasper Carrot mm. started in folk clubs. Was mm. he big here? Oh, uh, I don't know. He's a comedian. Yeah, no, no, I know who he is. I, he, yeah. I don't know if he's big here or not. No. I do remember a, a show of his being on the telly when yeah. I was fairly young. Yeah, no, um, I don't what's, know that he was name? really big um, here. Uh, Billy Connolly. Yeah. Folk music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was in a band called The Humble Bums. Yeah. Him and Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. Crying out loud. You know, they've... Uh, um, Ralph McTell. Mm. All these... There's such a mixture. Mm. And it was called... Um, contemporary folk music. 
you're a contemporary folk singer, which meant you're a singer. Later they brought out the thing, you're a singer-songwriter. Before, it was you're a contemporary folk singer. And you could do what you like. Sometimes it was good or accepted. Mm. Yeah. I was going to ask you when you got into uh, writing songs, which you mentioned writing your first song, but mm. also, um, you know, you've always done these gigs where you will integrate a bit of poetry. Mm. So where did that come into your life? Do you, I wrote you, my first did poem. You, yeah. Did you poem. write a poem before you wrote a song? No. No. Okay. No. But the poem I wrote... Uh, six years old I wrote Norman and Gordon come and play with me I am Joanna and Joanna is me Gordon said no but Norman said yes because he liked Joanna the best first they played then they played ball then they had a little talk they liked that most of all <laughs> I was about six years old <laughs> and then I was out at a market in West Auckland and I met this guy who I thought was a bit of a twat because people who think blues and folk music comes from a certain point. Yeah. He played it in G. No, he didn't play it in G7 mm, things mm. like this and they're, they're so sure about this and if mm. you don't do it their way they mm, mm. bring out all their supposed facts and tell yeah, yeah. And I wrote, I kept going back to the van and writing something down and writing something down that I knew it wasn't a song that just they seemed to fit. Yeah. Because need another old joke like a poke in the eye. You regurgitate your reiterations, reminisce the cliche without me, please. I'm too young to die. Stop yourself. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what you've just said? Is your mouth running independently of thought and consideration? Is there anything in your head? What connects you to the outside world? How come you just carry on when all you perceive is your right to breathe? Sometimes I pray for a bum. Maybe it's the altitude. Maybe there's an R in the month. Maybe I ought to forgive your attitude, but how could you get it so wrong? How come you've been allowed to continue without any correctional therapy? I think if I press my ear close to your head, I should be able to listen to the C. I think to add dot, dot, dot. Speechless. Thank Clapton for that. Glad to see you're not totally useless. Let silence drift and waft over. Permeate your cavities. Waste of space. <laughs> Uh, I, I said that to someone and he said, you've been listening to uh, John Cooper Clark. Yeah, yeah. I said, I've never heard of him. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to say to you, like, what, yeah, what poetic influences did you have or find? And I wondered if it was a case of people starting to say, you sound like this or have you read this? And then you go off. Sometimes that happens, right? You go off and find out about them afterwards. Yeah. What is in my head when I write is absolutely nothing apart from what I'm trying to put across. Mm -hmm. um, I do like... It's a Liverpool poet that I can't think of the name of. Roger McGuff. Roger McGuff. Yeah, yeah. Love him. Amazing. Love him to bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the... Yeah, he's one of my... If I listen to him yeah. or read him, I know you can write a poem about anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, one one my, of, he's one of the my clocks, heroes. It yeah. the clocks. The clocks went back yesterday and I never even asked them where they came from. <laughs> For me, that's a poem. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, his, his kind of, his wordplay stuff is yeah. just amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then he just knocks you out when he does yes. these sincere... You know, beautiful mm. love poems or just like 
quite disturbing, mm. you know, really sorrowful tales of mm. his childhood or whatever, and they just knock you out because there's all this, I guess, for want of a word, silly stuff that's very funny and very clever, but yeah. it's 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 um, light. Yeah. And so yeah, when he does do the heavy stuff, it's mind blowing. Oh, totally. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's 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 an absolute master, mm-hmm. and I. I got um, put on to him by a school teacher, you know, and it was just, it was one of those eureka, mm. you know, it was like mm. hearing Bob Dylan or the mm. Beatles or something for me. It was just mm. like this guy, I was into words and into poetry, but um, I was reading, you know, all the all the, th- all the big, you know, your T.S. Eliot's and stuff and mm. not really understanding it, but mm. knowing that I should try and read it. Yes, yes. And then Roger McGuffin was just like, this is so accessible, so funny. And just genius, and I just yeah, yeah. I just went with that. Like I just had to follow him, you know, right through since. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. And of course, he was a pop star. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna well, say. <laughs> drink a drink a drink to Lydia Pink, the yeah. pink, the pink. Yeah. Mm. With Paul McCartney's brother. Yes. Yeah. Roger Mc, uh, Mike McGear. Mike McGear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. The scaffold. Mm. Yeah. Do you, well, I was gonna ask you who. Um, you mentioned seeing the kinks before you mentioned that I was going to say just with you living overseas and then I guess in New Zealand as well like but particularly you know in your time overseas um were you lucky to go and see some, some oh, yeah, amazing yeah. shows like who did you uh, who did you who Crazy did you World see? of Arthur Brown wow yeah yeah <laughs> and Free yeah the same concert wow uh, uh, um, what, what was the first sort of big show you saw a big I'd, name. I'd say it was that, that one. That one, yeah, yeah. Uh, about 69, 70. Yeah. 70, I think, early 70, because it was in, it was, it was at the, um, the Lyceum Ballroom, the Lyceum in London, and uh, there were big posters up for um, this new movie, Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I'd never heard. I didn't read the music. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, oh, what's the, oh, I wonder when that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I go? <laughs> and uh, Pink Fairies. You should see them a fair yeah. bit. At, yeah. Uh, at, uh, I saw them with uh, their original bass player. Yeah. Uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they went on and did um, other stuff and stuff. Mm. Names. Mm. Um, who else? Can't think really. No, I didn't see the stone. Oh, I saw the stones mm. at uh, there's a name for it, the Empire, mm. <laughs> the Empire uh, Pool Wembley. Mm. Bef- before they took over the stadium, they mm. do it this sort of basketball court. Mm. So there's all the stones there. Um, I don't know really. Randy Newman in Paris. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, he's about the last oh. person on my list of like you know I wish I would get to see him. He's fantastic. Oh yeah, he's bloody fantastic. Yeah, I saw Tom Waits. Wow, in Paris. Yeah, and they're two guys who they don't play much yeah. anymore. Miles Davis. Wow. Okay, now you're, now you're showing off. <laughs> yeah. Now that's cool. Yeah, yeah they're. Yeah. I mean, uh, Die Straits as well. Yeah. Actually, I went with my girlfriend and her sister and her boyfriend. Yeah. And. Um, me and Pascal, the uh, the, the, the the sister, mm. we went there loving Dire Straits. Mm. Um, my girlfriend had gone off then <laughs> by that time. Mm. 
we came out, and me and Pascal came out really disappointed. Was this sort of um, the Big Brothers in Arms? Yeah. To yeah, that, yeah, I presume yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was Mark yeah. morsing around the stage, dancing yeah. around, stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flashing his wristbands. <laughs> yeah, and I was expecting something a bit more. Yeah into it you yeah know? yeah it was this very much the pop show yeah right. so we came out disappointed and sylvie my girlfriend yeah. she was over the moon she really right. loved it you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i mean he's an amazing musician but oh. like the it's funny that because like, I've, I've seen him twice well right? right? i've seen die straits and then i've seen Nofla solo and and both times both really good shows but i i, I don't know what it is it's a i show. just well, yeah, but it's a show. But then within that, I don't actually think he's a great performer either way. Whether he, if you know, he doesn't, he never suited being a pop star. No. But even as a restrained sort of non-pop star, which is what he is, he's not at all an exciting performer. But but a a, a beautiful player and a strong you know songwriter and and. Um, you know, I love listening to his records because they, they sound yeah they he, sound he great. He knows the guitar. Yeah, you get the feeling he knows what he wants to do with the yeah. guitar, and it happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I met this uh, the guy that made a resonator guitar of mine, mm. um, Beltona, mm. Steve, someone who makes Beltona guitars, mm. who knew them. Mm. Yeah, he's from New Zealand, mm. and he went to Leeds. And he met Knopfler and Steve Phillips. Mm. They used to play together. And he knew the band as they were growing up. Mm. And he said, the younger Knopfler, David. David, yeah. He was the guy that wanted to be the pop star. Right. And, but the bass player. John Ilsley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the organiser. Right. He got the band together. Yeah. He organised gigs. He, organized, yeah. he was the, he was the manager yeah. type person yeah. in the, and they just happened to pick on this really ace drummer as well. Yeah, Weathers, phenomenal player. Yeah, who was a yeah. sessions guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Incredible player. Yeah. his first two Dire Straits albums oh. were just perfect. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. and the third one wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, 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 and the <laughs> and the fourth one at a pinch. That's okay yes. too. But yes. the, the but first two are amazing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. The third one is very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they're amazing records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I always think like if even people who you know people can sort of chuck off about Dire Straits or Nofla now, I, and I'm not really sure why, but if you know whatever, because he was the pop star. Yeah, but, but he wasn't the pop star. But if you think about that even all the work that he's done for other people, like, you know, when you came around, I was playing Infidels, mm. you know, like his production oh. and playing work on all these other albums should be enough for people yeah. to revere him, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There, he, there he is on a Scott Walker record. There he is producing Aztec Camera, like to, you know? I'd like, like to hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's on uh, Climate of Hunter. It's okay. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, producing Aztec Camera and... Uh, you know, oh, the other uh, Dylan album, Slow Train Coming, you yeah. know, that's all, that's all Dire Straits. The Infidels has got, uh, what's his name from the Stones? Yeah, Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor on Mick that. And they Sly gel. And, they and just gel, Yeah, man. and Sly and Robbie. It's yeah, quite a, exactly. You know, it's quite a strange lineup when you wow. when you isolate all the people on it, yeah, but it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing I was going to, because that, that poem that you just read um, triggered it for me. I was going to ask you earlier, but I, I find it, it's a strange thing thing to bring up but um i find i find it weird asking it but um politics political 
stuff, issues, is a big thing in your in your life and in your work. Mm. Uh, I wish I wrote more political stuff. Right. Well, I, I was going to say, how how did you come to that? Like, how, you know, how how has that impacted you to the level that you want to speak about it? Even in Facebook posts now, or certainly in songs and poems. Because it annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. The fact that, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, yeah, trickle down, it works. Let's mm. give tax cuts to, mm. to the people that don't need them at all, mm. you know, mm. and, and, and then they can hire a servant, you know, yeah, yeah. and pay them a minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, crying out loud. Yeah. I'm so glad we got the government we've got in now. I hope uh, it's, but it's, it's, it's a joined together government. Mm-hmm. So they've, it's not a dictatorship, mm. which is good. Well, we could do with a left-wing dictatorship. Mm. That'll never happen. <laughs> um, I love the fact that the Greens are in there. For me, they're mm. trying to keep Labour more green. Mm. Mm. For me, more honest. Um, and there's Winnie in there, who is not a bad dude. Mm. You know, But they've all got different ideas on how to do this. Mm-mm. And as they've said about the last, the, the last budget... They, um, you can't do it overnight. They can't just find a great big dump of lump of money and put it somewhere. Although I'm an old age pensioner, now. <laughs> and starting yesterday, they put twenty bucks into my account to help. Oh me, yeah, to keep you warm. To keep me warm. Yeah. And I've had the heat. Yeah. I got a letter the other week, you know, because I I don't put the heating on. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't afford it. Yeah. And. I got the letter sent Wow, I can. Yeah. And I'm not going to go under. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a big thing. Mm, mm. It's a massive But were thing. you, I mean, Back were to you, yeah. well, no, no, but were you politically yes. active or politically passionate and, you know, growing up? And then, you know, you're talking I about the current it. government here, but where did it, where did it impact on you? When did you feel frustrated or uh, you know passionate yeah. yeah I helped start a union when I was working as a truck driver yeah I had so many jobs mm. over the years mm. I averaged about six jobs a year for the first five or six years of my Why? working life because I left school with nothing yeah yeah like I said I didn't go to college afterwards yeah yeah um, so I've got no qualifications whatsoever yeah um, in Billy Bragg's book mm. I don't know why it didn't happen to me but uh, it didn't he said, uh, the Americans, what they do is piss off around the country. Mm. If you're a musician and this, that and the other, like Woody Guthrie did. Mm-mm. Well, all the jazz and folk and blues musicians, mm. that's what they did. They mm. went around the country. The um, What happened to the Brits was they joined the Merchant Navy. Mm. That's why Alistair's here. Mm. Alistair's mm. music. Yeah, he joined yeah. the Merchant Navy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he learned how to play the fiddle yep. and the mandolin and stuff yep. on board. Yeah. Right. Um... I had so many jobs I worked on. The first job I had was on a building site and I got the sack for sitting down on the job. First day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was told to clear out this um, trench of leaves and crap and stuff like this. So I did. It's easier to do it sitting down on the job. <laughs> and I got sitting down on the job. So lesson number one, look yeah. like you're working. Yeah. <laughs> and I helped start a union in the uh, building supplies firm I worked at as a truck driver. Yeah, I got all the f- help. I got all the forms and stuff like this, and uh, passed them around. I would have been a lousy 
organiser, but I got the forms at least and stuff. And I joined the Labour Party. Mm. And I found them just a little bit... I don't do politics that well because they're always trying to make a point by making themselves better than the others mm. and using words just to do that. Mm. You can hear it in Parliament. Sometimes it's bloody brilliant. Mm -mm. And sometimes it's just point scoring. Mm. And then they call it politicking. Mm. Think, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested in all that. But mm. I'm better on the outside. Mm -hmm. As an outsider trying to... And I should really... I'd love to write like Roger McGough. Mm. Mm. Like Dylan. Like mm. anyway, That you stick the knife in right at the end and pull it out before they've even noticed. Mm -hmm. Haven't done it yet. Well, that's reason to keep going, though, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's reason absolutely. to keep to keep yeah. at it. Um, where does the where do the resonator guitars come into your life? Because that's what I know you was playing, but okay. you can't have played that from day one. No, um, I bought one in Paris to busk with, mm. and it was a Dobro, actual mm. uh, the makers. Mm -hmm. And I carried that around the streets of Paris busking with it, and it gave me sciatica. It crossed the sciatic nerve mm. in my back. Mm. And I was ashamed of the fact that I didn't play slide on it. Mm. Um, and two things... Well, I heard Taj Mahal, and he doesn't play slide, but he gets such a sound out of mm. the resonator, you know, just wow. And he's so forceful with it. Mm. But I met, name drop again, well not name drop again, I met um, Dave Van Ronk, mm -hmm. the guy who Dylan went mm. to New York to see. Mm. He said if I could be as big as Dave Van Ronk, I'd be there. Yeah, I think you he know. achieved that. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> he stole from him. Yeah. Pure Dylan. Yeah. He yeah. stole The House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, yeah. Dave Van Ronk wrote out, worked out the new... He names them though, eh, in at least one of those songs. He's, he actually... There's a recording of him where he, he uh, I should know the song, but he, he actually gives him credit and says, I first, maybe it is House of the Rising Sun. No, he doesn't. He says, well, it's not that, but there's a song where he names him. He says, no, I he first heard this from, no, no, he, from Dave Dick, Van Ronk. No, no, no. Dick Van, Sch Von Schmidt. Oh, you're right. Rick, Rick, Rick Von, Von Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the right. green That's right. pastures of, That's of, right. of Harvard University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. on the first album. I That's think. right. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, he took... Uh, House of the Rising Sun, yeah. after he'd worked out A minor, C, yeah. did it. Wow, this would fit this song, yeah. sort of thing, you know. Because I used to play the, I used to go the other side and, and play the old ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding, that version. Yeah, yeah. But Dylan took that without asking, yeah. and then asked him later, he said, I was thinking about uh, <laughs> doing House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. He said, Well, Bob, I was thinking about doing it myself. Oh, well, I've actually done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if Dylan hadn't recorded it, the animals wouldn't have heard it. Mm. And it probably wouldn't have been heard by everyone else. Mm. It wouldn't have been the big hit that the yeah. animals did. Yeah, yeah. And it, that yeah. was just knockout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, it's, you know, it's a bit like Paul Simon stealing Scarborough Fear. <laughs> I don't... They've made up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made up about it and yeah. it wasn't done out of um, no m malice yeah 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 you know. yeah um, so okay so the resonator and, and the slide playing slide um, there was this guy in London 
called uh, Gypsy Dave Smith. Mm. He's an Aussie, and he's he plays really half decent, really good mm. slide guitar on a resonator. And I was chatting to him one day. In the end, I wheedled a lesson out of him. Mm. And he said, he showed me a scale. He showed me how to tune it, because I didn't even know how to tune it. Mm. Nowadays, you go to Facebook, you, you go to YouTube, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Google search, how to tune it. So there's your, there's your scale, yeah. and it's already open, so all the... He said, "Hit behind the fret, yeah, because a flat note sounds nicer than a sharp note, mm. you know." Or it's better than if all the others mm. are in tune, uh, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! One other thing he said: don't go, don't slide it. But you can, but mm, mm. you know, with rules. Yeah, yeah. You learn the rules, then yeah, you get then used you to them, then, you, break, you, then yeah. you can break them. Yeah. As long as you know what you're doing a bit yeah. more. But that was his way of playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I hear him now, that's as much as you can do according to him. But I sometimes, and sometimes go over the top. Yeah. The, you know, but. You've got to, to make an effect. You've got to do it, partner, here, whether, you want, whether you want it or not. <laughs> But that, that's because you've got every single note, you know, from there to. Uh, I've forgotten your name now. Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. yeah. Howling dog. Howling um, wolf. Howling Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you put these things together, the kind of the resonator, the slide, and. And, and I wasn't really. I mean, that was pretty much a month or two before I came here. Yeah. So I was. Right. I came here. Not really knowing slide at all. Okay. So. Good morning, little school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew where to go. Uh, octave and. And since then, mm. you just. Play. And what. Well, since you mentioned it, that's a good point. Is what brought you to New Zealand? I married in New Zealand. Yeah. And we've been in London for quite some time. Yeah. And I'm not a Londoner. Yeah. And it was grinding us both down. And I did a few things I shouldn't have done. We nearly split up. Mm. And uh, we came here to find out what would happen. And she was... She'd been a... a she got a job as, as, as a um, photojournalist in Kaitaia. And she suggested that uh, I hang around Auckland. Mm. And I thought, yeah, mm. a bit more music happening there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did. And did you get integrated into a scene there? or Yeah. The... Um, What's the name of that folk club in uh, 
on the North Shore. Not North Shore, but... Oh, is it Devonport? Devonport, yeah, Devonport yeah. Folk Club. Yeah. And a few other things. I met a guy called... Names elude me. Yeah. Um, who organises things. He was... He had organised... Um, You'll know her. Singer-songwriter, um, System Virtue. Oh, Emma Parkey. Emma Parkey. Yeah, yeah. I went on tour with Emma Parkey. Oh, yeah. And a blues band. Yeah. Uh, black blues guy from um, African American. They're not called black anymore. Uh, edit that out. Whatever. Um, can't remember his name. Sorry, we're Facebook friends still, but he doesn't. Uh, he lives in, uh, and he was desperate not to go back to the states. Right, as you would. He was yeah. from uh, the really racist part of the states down south. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. So his band, me and Emma, and I used to open up mostly. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes Emma would. Yeah. But not often. Yeah. I, I was happy with that. Yes. Yeah. Good to get a gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was travelling around. This is before the internet. And yeah. I got lists of places and phoned them up and said, "Hey, I do this, that, and the other." Yeah. Well, before the internet, the best way to get a gig was to just drop in and, and play a couple of numbers, especially mm. on slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it knocks them out. I just yeah. love the sound. Yeah, still, yeah, you know, yeah. You're a one man band. That's more than just a. It feels yeah. bigger and yeah. brighter and more interesting than just a person with a guitar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and it's not super common. You know, it's not mm. just like a person walking in with a guitar. There's yeah, mm. there's something to it that. And I can play some blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my own stuff too. Yeah. And the poetry as well. Yeah, yeah. And it went down fine. And and what did you think of? Um, New Zealand musicians and New Zealand music like was it were we you know comparable to what you'd seen or were we quite backwards and useless what was your what was your impression uh, I wouldn't say backwards and useless yeah. at all anywhere um, folk clubs uh, I mean I met um, Al Al Jones no Al slide guitarist from Auckland oh pass Alan Young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alan yeah, Young. Yeah. Uh, I met him at the folk club. Mm. Um, I met some, I've, I've met some really great musicians here. Mm, mm. As comparable yeah, to yeah. anyone, though. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I think and know, mm. but I just wondered what your, you know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying yeah. to, I wasn't trying to suggest that we, that we can't cut it. I think we absolutely can, but yes, I, it's yeah. interesting to get, a, you know, an outsider's perspective. It's, not great having bands don't just drift around here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's only so far you can go. Only yeah. so far you can go. We don't have we don't and, have the numbers. And then know. bands from overseas weren't coming here. Mm, mm. Uh, like I said, I've seen Tom mm, Waits. Mm. I'm not at a great big massive great place. Mm. Uh, I, the Randy Newman I saw at the Folie Berger. Mm. <laughs> Um, things like that, you mm. know, indoor gigs and, and massive great bands. Mm. I saw the Kinks four times, mm. not just the once. Mm. 
Um, yeah, so was that a shock that yeah. the stuff wasn't coming here? Because, yeah. yeah, when you're used to it, when it was on your doorstep, wherever your doorstep happened to be, yeah. you could... Yeah, so that was a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And I f- felt also... Yeah, the, the, the bands, the local bands in, 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 in England that I knew, or musos in England that I knew, there was always a way up mm. here. The way mm. up is to go to Oz. Mm. Mm. And you develop there. Yeah. Um, more. Yeah. Um, but all it was in England, you played a bigger place. What... Um else was going on for you in those early days here so Aucklanders you, you, are you working I was teaching English, teaching English as a foreign language yeah wow they uh, I got a phone call from this from the school this wouldn't happen nowadays yeah there, there's so many there aren't that many jobs and there are so many English teachers mm. but I got a phone call from the school saying we'd like to come around for an interview and I thought oh right and um had the interview and halfway through, I said, "Look, actually, to tell you the truth, I don't want a job. Mm. I want to play music." He said, mm. "All right then, fair enough." And after a while of playing, I wasn't making enough, and uh, I knocked on his door again. He said, "Yeah, okay, fair enough." Got a job teaching again, mm. and I was teaching in two schools, and uh, intermittent with with playing. Travelling around, uh, went as far as why, knew he? Went all over the place mm, mm. from Auckland, and yeah, just you handle it as best you can. Yeah, and, and the, I was still writing. Yeah, both songs and poetry. Yeah, uh, the poetry took over from the songwriting because I found that was a, in a way a lot easier because you don't need it to fit in. Mm-hmm. With, and but the way I'm thinking now as well is mm. I'd like to write poetry, and put some sort of abstract music behind it. Right. Yeah. 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 So even that doesn't need to fit into certain verse mm-hmm. and chorus mm. kind of thing, which my stuff never has any. Anyway. Yeah. 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 And do you? Did you? Was the aim with the poetry ever to get it published, or was it always about performance? I made a CD. Yeah. Um, like a fool I called it rhyming stuff and so people think it's poetry yeah 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 (laughs) but my idea was that it rhymes within itself without itself it's rhyming stuff some of it rhymes but overall it rhymes yeah um twas midweek it rained and I was feeling rather glum so I got in a van at even tide and drove all into town and there was a poem this evening advertised, and so I thought I'd go and listen to the time, tide and mellow rhyme of incandescence of the poems from the poets in the show. Now some had come from far away, and some had come from near, and there were others like myself who were there merely for the beer. But this was a poem's evening, so beer was hard to find, but I was soon placated with a jug or six of wine. The night yawned out before me, the poets came and went, and they were bent upon informing me and how they suffered for their art, and how they wished for things different. But there was one thing that had entered my poor befuddled head, the in amongst the frowns and the clappings and the yearnings to be dead, and those who moaned on sexual grounds the paths their lives had led of menstrual pain, childbirth, 
kids, husbands who were small or big, of wives whose peculiarities they were in the most part not interested or sex or sexual partners with which they were ultimately bored. I might have missed more than but one of these, though they screamed not to be ignored because my brain fell down upon the table and I was accused of being the one who snored. Oh yeah, the leapings for the joys of spring and for the beauty of dark midwinter's dread and for the factory bastard I saw in the dingley dell by the babbling brook from which chemicals spread. But as the big hand through the little crawled, I felt that something should be said and that's... They didn't rhyme. <laughs> now that sums it up for me. Mm. It doesn't have to rhyme. It can mm. rhyme. It it's mm. it can be like the other one, the clocks. You know, it can mm. be mm. a line or two long. Mm. Uh, it's just rhyming stuff. Mm. 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 Um, and so the marriage to the my wife. Yeah. Uh, split. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. And. I flirted around and did this, that and the other and she got married again. Yeah. She wanted to live in London to begin with, to be near the flesh pots of Europe and she ended up marrying a farmer. <laughs> up in Northland. Yeah. And I... My dad died... I came in in 93, like I said. Yeah. In 96, my dad died and I went back to London and for the funeral. Well, yeah. North of London. Yeah. And just came back here and thought... This could be a north, northern European city, mm. uh, Auckland, very much so. Let's find out a bit more about um, New Zealand. Mm. And I went to pick apples down in Mochueca. And then did a tour around the South Island, played at uh, the Wunderbar mm. and other places. Um, played the Treehouse on Cuba Street. Yeah, I used to love that place. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Then went back to Mott and worked for Tally's on the hokey season and got RSI. Mm. You're stuffing yourself up again, man. You know, mm. you need your arms, you mm, need your hands mm. and things. A good way to get rid of RSI, if anyone's listening, uh, I thinned kiwi fruit, so you do different actions all over the place, uh, right, yeah, yeah. down yeah. and you're twisting your arms yeah, and yeah. things. Uh, tai Chi is a very good one as well, mm. different movements. Mm, mm. So ended up back in uh, Wellington and lived in a big warehouse and one of the guys in the warehouse uh, helped, was part owner of the treehouse. And I did Saturday night, fantastic, regular, Yeah. Saturday night, and I did the open mic night on a Thursday. And it was great. So, um, but it, I stopped, pretty much stopped writing. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Don't know why. Just performing. Yeah. Mm. I guess if you're regularly performing, mm. that becomes the, the chore. Yeah, in as much as it, it can be an, an enjoyment and outside just, of the chore, but that's the deadline. And I was in a city where I yeah. enjoyed myself. Yeah, and I was yeah, out yeah. there getting drunk and, and, yeah. and, and meeting people, meeting and, people, and yeah. doing stuff like this. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, uh, the last thing I wrote, uh, which called I call, call it a relative song, 
and pretty much two or three nights before I moved into the place and started playing and started living. Mm. Was, uh, if I could have been born a gypsy, I would have been born a gypsy. All that free travel and fun in the sun. But mummy was, mummy was a mischief and daddy was a dolphin. You just can't choose your relatives when all is said and done. But everything is relative. Einstein said that. Everything is relative when all is said and done. Just ask your mum. Auntie, she's utopian. No, uncle, he, he's utopian. Auntie, auntie, she went west. My brother is from Birmingham and my sister's name is Sam. So I drifted on the wind and I flew through all the ocean. I drew my mind from left behind to left field and back again. Everything is relative. Einstein said that. Everything is relative when all is said and done. Just ask your mum. Well, I went to school. I was everyone's fool. I was no one's teacher's pet. They knew I wasn't clever. My memory would forget. So I played around with Plato, chewed the bone with Pluto, got dogged around by Dr. Ings and hid behind the sun. Everything is relative. Bloody, bloody, bloody. <laughs> and that kind of sums me up, I'd say. Mm. <laughs> mm. Sums my life up. Mm. Did crap at school. Um, <laughs> saw things and do things that maybe I shouldn't have done. Mm. And uh, just kept on going. Do you find a, you know, when do you... Not to suggest you're not happy, but when and where do you find a happiness in your life? Is it when you're playing? Is it in moments outside of that? Um, you know? Hmm. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. I do enjoy playing. Yeah. Uh, I should practice more. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got time now. You can. You got can, time now. You, you don't have a pesky day job, and you can put the heating on. I, that's so true. You, you know. I went to. I did six the six month at the jazz school, mm. and I learnt a fair bit, but didn't assimilate it into what I do. Mm. I then started taking gypsy jazz lessons, thinking I wanted to be Django Reinhardt or mm. something similar, and that didn't really. You need to do something like that when you're much younger. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to use a peck, a pick. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I can't even use a pick properly because I felt it would influence how I finger picked and stuff. Anyway, um, did all that um, and found I still wasn't writing. Mm. I did a creative writing course at Fitterea mm. and I was seduced into the idea of getting a degree and I should have just quit after one year. Mm. And, but... I thought, ah, let's get a degree. Mm, mm. I'll get the degree when I was 64. Mm. And I did the part of the second year and just quit. It just wasn't, wasn't me. I mm. just, what's the point? Mm. If I can write, I'll write. Mm. Um, and now, yeah, I'm getting back into writing. I mean, I've written that since, mm. the Dave one. Yeah. I'd like to write some fiction, too. Mm, mm. Um... <clears throat> and songs or and songs. Yeah. oh yeah very much so yeah I really want to go write songs again yeah 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 with a view to changing the world yeah and do you want to release them as a recording or do you just want to play them um, you both. Know, both I yeah I want to record yeah um, we were talking earlier before we got on yeah. the mic about yeah. uh, sticking them out on Facebook and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. this and yeah. YouTube yeah. I really 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 need to understand the computer and get me out yeah. on that medium mm -hmm. yeah 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 because that's a gig yeah 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 that's a gig yeah 
uh, Larkin Poe, yeah. many people may have heard. Yeah. A uh, couple of sisters. One plays rocking guitar and yeah. sings, and she's yeah. the main voice. And her sisters, the, the slide guitarist, man, they work well together. Yeah. They do harmonies and they, they do the old stuff. Yeah. And they do new stuff as too. I don't think they write so much. Yeah, yeah. And there's another guy who was a mate of a guy I went to school with, um, Jack Broadbent. Oh, yeah. Plays slide guitar. Yeah. Now, he got recorded playing in Amsterdam mm. and that went viral on Facebook. And through that, mm. he's got a green card in the States. He plays the festivals and things like this. And wow. He's a great yeah. slide guitarist. Yeah. And that happened through Facebook. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's a tool. That That's a gig. Yeah, yeah. And so I've got to get used to that being a yeah. gig. But for me, it means writing. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought the stuff that I do on slide is somebody else's number. Right, yeah. I haven't written anything on slide yet. Okay. And when I discovered I could write tunes, write 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 yeah. songs, yeah. that's what I want to do. Very, very much so. Yeah. Uh, is this one in tune? Well, th- uh, it's probably pretty out of tune. That'd be right. Um, but some of the stuff... People have said about the stuff that I write, yeah, we can see it's your stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a certain style about it. Yeah. It doesn't fit anyone else. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen you play, um, you know, a gig, but, yeah, no, that's definitely been, was my impression. Like, I've seen you play quite a few times over the years, mm. and you have a, a, a very distinct flavour, I think. Mm, mm. But yeah. not when I play slide. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Robert Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Or I played Glory of Love and yeah. Careless Love. Yeah. Both of which I got from Big Bill Brunsey. He doesn't play slide, yeah. but by knowing the scale on this, yeah. I can muck about and, and, and work out a version. So you mentioned like p- piano lessons and sort of mm. ditching them. Did, did you try your hand at other instruments, or has it just been the guitar's been the tool? I'm trying to do uh, just the guitar. Yeah. Uh, I've always had a few harmonicas hanging around. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Never been too hot yeah. on the harmonica. But it's, uh, it's a Google search again. Well, I've recently I've gone on uh, YouTube yeah. and just typed out harmonica, how to play, mm. and I've got the basics, and 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 now yeah. I can play a wee bit. Yeah, it's a it's a really good um, learn to play it in a day. How? Take a lifetime yeah, to master yeah. an instrument, isn't yeah. it? Like you yeah, know, yeah. to to really pass yourself off as an amazing harmonica you've got player, to you've got stick to at it. But you can get a sound out of it yeah. that is recognisably, you know. I mean, Dylan useful. is Dylan is a Bloody, I'm saying brilliant. He's, yeah. a, he's a bloody good harmonica player. Yeah, he yeah. comes across as suck blow, suck yeah, blow. Yeah, yeah, but man, yeah. he gets what he wants out of it. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Same with Neil Young. Yeah, you know, I think, oh, I, you know, I think he's a Neil great, bloody fantastic. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. whatever he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Rory Gallagher. Yeah. On harmonica and, yeah. and slide guitar and stuff like this, he is the bee's name. Yeah, yeah. I oh. really only kind of got. Um, properly kind of hooked to him just a few years ago okay. and you know I guess just a maybe a generational thing just mm. sort of didn't really stick for me at first but he's fantastic I would have loved yeah. to have seen him live
love. 